you want to hear the most insulting phrase you could tell anyone like like you you could tell this to anybody and they would immediately want to fight you um and you have to say it in this specific phrase you have to say it in like this this specific tone i mean if you don't say it in this tone then it's not going to have the same effect oh you know grow up instant instant defensiveness Listen, dude, you can say that after anything. Someone someone could be talking about how they hate that Taco uh, like Taco Bell doesn't do nacho fries all year round. And then just out of nowhere, you could be like, you, you know what? Grow up. <laughs> and they'll be like, what did you say? What are you saying? Am I grown? What the I'm f- grown. <laughs> I'm, an ad- I'm an adult. I'm 6'2". Please. You can't buy me hot dog, man. <laughs> that, took a, that took a turn. But no, I was just like... That's that's the universal, because if you tell that to a kid, if you tell that to someone who's like under eighteen, then they're like, no, I, I'm I'm an adult. I pr- I prom. What the fuck? What kind of shirt is that? Hold on, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta stop the bit, because I. The Beatles. Greatest investment of my money of all time. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, grow up, grow no, up, David. I love mashups, man. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of shirt. <laughs> but see, didn't that get you pissed off? <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, fuck you. I like this shirt. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you tell it to a kid, and they're like, "No, I'm an adult. I grow up." And then you tell it to an adult, and they're like. They start to rethink all of their life choices. They're like, have I grown up? Like, what am I? Am I not adult enough for you? You know? Yeah. But I had, I had that revelation in the car the other day and I was like, that'd be a good, that'd be a good intro. I think. <laughs> Dude, we went um, to Cincinnati a couple days ago. That's right. You guys went to go see, uh, Peter Frampton, uh, Peter Frampton. Oh my God, man. Yeah. That was like. 10, 10 hours of driving in one day. That was a nightmare. Yeah, but Cincinnati is nice, isn't it? Yeah, it was fu- for what little we saw. I mean, we went right to the venue and left right away. So, oh, it was very, it was sense. pretty blue. I saw a lot of blue there. <laughs> in Cincinnati? Yeah. Maybe that's just the way we went in. Also, we, what a weird city. It's like, there's a river. And then on the other side of the river is just Kentucky. So it's yeah. like it barely even qualifies as an Ohio state. Yeah, there's there's a lot of states. There's a lot of cities that are like that. Fucking Chicago's like that. Yeah, you know, I guess it's, it's like it's Chicago is at is at the edge of 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 another state. Um, I'm trying to think um, Memphis is also really close. Like you could cross a bridge um, into oh, I forget which surrounding state it is, but like on one side of it, you're in Memphis, and I think the other side of it, it's not Kentucky, but it, it's the same thing. It's it's just like across like a street, you know. Then you're in another fucking state entirely. I don't know what it is about these big cities being at the edges of the state lines. I don't know, but, man. You no, know, it's what. But how is uh, Peter Frampton? It's pretty. I solid. only know like one song from the guy. Ah, uh, you and know it's more. The one, it's the one from the Guitar Hero game. 
What was um, in Guitar Hero? It was um something. It was a question. The song was a question. It was like a. Do, do you f- do you feel like I do? Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, well, that was about, a fun. Uh, yeah. How about a uh, baby? I love your way. I wanna be oh, with that's you him? Day. Yeah, it's him. Oh no way! And then the uh, baby, uh, there, uh, what's it called? Show, show me the way. Uh, with the talk box. Show me the way. I want you. Show me the way. I want you. Every day. You probably know it. Probably. I I feel like I feel like there are so many artists out there that record songs that you 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 know, you know but you can't name off the top of your head. Yeah. Um but uh it's funny that we both went to Cincinnati semi within a month of each other. I think that's Yeah. I think that's interesting. Yeah, bro, that we I- I saw the I saw the clock hit like two thirty a.m. I was like, "This is fucking crazy." (laughs) Yeah, how does it feel, man? Terrible. Because we when we went to go see Origami Angel, we drove to Detroit and we did a one a one day trip, and I think we got home at like after the time change, which saved us an hour. Yeah, it was like three a.m. Something like that. Just. Hate it. And then just last night, we were at this, like, festival, like, till midnight, and, like, oh, my God. Oh, f- what uh, what festival? Party. It like it's, like, it's like a party in the park kind of thing. Oh, fireworks. so all of the musicians were, like, cover artists, and they were like, here's yeah. the Bob Seeker experience. <laughs> here's Basically. the, you know, here's fucking, do you remember Infinity? How the they would play at Oak? Yeah, they would play at Oak Fest, like, every summer. Yeah. I to this day have never seen them. I still haven't seen them. I haven't either. Yeah, I don't think I ever will. Do you know how bad it is? You know how bad it's gotten. Yeah. I swear to God, when I saw, I looked up and saw the moon, and immediately in my head, I thought, "Wow, at least it's not a blood moon." I was like, "Holy shit, I have problems." <laughs> I played this game too damn much. You know what though? There was a strawberry moon. Um, like a couple of weeks ago, like a legit red moon, um, in the sky not Damn. too long ago. So like, yeah, you were you were off for just a couple of weeks, dude. You just, uh, but how is uh how's Tears of the Kingdom going? I uh, I, I mean, I finished it, like the main story and everything. Oh really? Yeah. Damn. Got, finally. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just I like to wait a little bit before I uh, really dive into it. I'm at 120 sure. shrines, which in Breath of the Wild, that would have been it. But in this game, there's like 30 more, so. Yikes. A lot more to get. I have like 100 side quests to go. Like yeah. 900 Korok seeds left. I have a lot to do. A lot to do So you're going to be still. busy for a while. Yeah, bro. This shit's going to hold me over probably even after Spider-Man 2 comes out. Yeah. Oh, shit. Speaking of, did you see the Nintendo Direct that was announced like the yeah. night before? Yeah. Um. Holy Mario, dude! Holy freaking Mario! I'm. I'm at least excited for the Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on the Switch, because mm. I hate the 3DS so much. Yeah. And I can only hope that they bring more 3DS titles to the Switch like that. Yeah, dude. Even if they're just like slight remaster, like they did that with um. Nem. Never mind. <laughs> that was a game on the three. I was. I was thinking of Samus's Return. 
um because that was redone on the 3ds but it was a you know um super nintendo title or yeah. Nintendo. Uh, I'm not crazy about Wonder. I, 2D Mario no? games are like whatever. Mm. Uh, I wanted I wanted an Odyssey sequel because that would have been fucking great. Listen, I was thinking the same thing until I realized, oh, they already did Bowser's Fury. Like they're not. I feel like when Mario puts out a thing, like it was the same thing with Galaxy too. Like they put out Galaxy and then they put out Galaxy Two, so they did two, like. 3D open mar like open world ish Mario games, and then they did like the new Super Mario Brothers, and then they just did 2D Mario for a really long time, and then they did Odyssey, and then they had Bowser's Fury, and then they put those two things out. And now I think they're gonna do Wonder for a little bit. Yeah, but Bowser's Fury was like really short. Yeah, I know, but it, I I still think people consider it like a, you know, not even like a different game, but the same way that like Miles Morales is a is a separate game. You know, like it's really yeah. short. But people consider it like a separate thing. Um, I, I've never played Super Mario RPG, but I know. Oh yeah, I'll probably yeah, get that. I'll probably get that too. You know what's fucking cr- okay? So Wonder and Spider Man Two are coming out on the same day, October twentieth, yeah. and then uh, Super Mario RPG, and fuck, there's another big game coming out in November on the same day too. So it's like there's all this this crossover of big titles coming out in 2023 2023 is stacked dude it is like movie stacked. wise game wise music wise i don't think i remember another year where so much happened since like i don't know like like i was in college still like maybe like 2017 2018 was really big but yeah um but i'm i'm excited for i don't i don't know if i'm super excited for pikmin um I mean, they, there's another Persona 5 spinoff, which you know I'm going to fucking... That's the other one. Dude, Persona 5 Tactica. Yeah, and that that and Super Mario RPG are coming out on the same day, too. So it's like... Um, Christ. I don't... I, don't, I just got to save up money, I guess. Um, And then uh, what else? Craven the Hunter got a shitty trailer. Um, I could not be less excited for a Craven the Hunter movie. Um, I, I sincerely hope that it bombs because I don't, other than Spider-Verse, which has its own share of issues that are arising now with its production and how over a hundred animators left on the project because they had to squish a bunch of work into a short time frame so as not to let the hype from the first Spider-Verse die down. And now the third movie is, there's no way it's coming out next year. Like, there's no way we're getting Spider-Verse 3 in 2024. Like, there's no way. Because apparently Haley Steinfeld hasn't even recorded voice lines. She hasn't recorded any voice lines for the third movie. Mm. And that's usually, like, the last thing that happens in animated movies is, like, getting the voices recorded. Um, But uh, I hope Craven bombs because, one, it doesn't look good. Motherfucker's got lion blood? That's that's how you're gonna tell me, like, he doesn't canonically he straight up doesn't have superpowers. Like I don't think there's any iteration of Craven the Hunter where he can telepathically communicate with animals, because he got attacked by a lion as a kid, and now has lion blood. <sighs> there's no way that's from any comics. They should have just no got way. Charlie Sheen to play him then. <laughs> I. I, I think there's a whole generation of kids now who don't even 
they don't even know <laughs> Charlie Sheen from the memes. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I I'm not I'm not stoked. I'm not pumped. Um, yeah, Sony has for, not made one single good Spider-Man villain movie yet. So. No. Uh. So we'll we'll see. I I guess I guess we'll see how it goes. Um. But uh, there's plenty of stuff in 2023 still that we have to be excited for. Um, and uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about all of it as it comes. But first and foremost, mm. uh, welcome to the Too Bad We Didn't Get Into Cars podcast. Uh, my name's Nick Scarfinato. And I'm Beetle. <sighs> That's David Capucha Cars. Hi! A be- wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> um, this is... Uh, episode 32 uh episode 32 redo because we did record a version of episode 32 uh and it got it got it got a little uh, fucked so we can't we can't use some parts of it but that's okay that's okay we're in this industry to make mistakes and we're in the podcast industry (laughs) to to make mistakes and be better and this is exactly what Vanessa would tell you too, if she uh, could open her mouth. It's been stitched, unfortunately, so she has a stitched mouth. But I still love her. I still love her, despite like that shitty looking movie, Stitched. There's a there's a movie called yeah. Stitched. Oh, coming it's, some, out? it's some like Tubi bullshit, you know. They just have garbage. Uh, yeah, um, they do have garbage. But I, I I see Tubi ads every time I turn on my TV because. Tubi is spot. You know they they have a lot of airspace on TV home screens because now every smart TV has a home screen. Every smart TV you turn on, it's like, oh, what app do you want to go to? And then there are commercials across the top, and it's like, oh, you can watch Bad Boys on Tubi now for free with ads. Ah, ah, uh, or all for three of the first John Wick movies you can watch for free. He's like, I'm not gonna do that. Straight up, not gonna do that. Uh, but yeah, so this is episode thirty-two. We're going to redo um, our continuing of David's top mm. lists. So, David, hope you're ready to hear a lot of him today, um, uh. and inevitably a lot of me because I talk too too much. I talk too much anyway. Um, but David. What are we what are we talking about? We're talking about comedy, right? I like the about- Wolf of Wall Street. I think it's funny. Okay. I think it's funny. That's- it's a funny movie. It's a funny movie. Um It is not then- a like comedy staple, but I laugh every time I watch it because it's hilarious. It is pretty funny. For a while at least. <laughs> what do you mean for a while? Uh, like to the end of the movie you mean? Yeah. Or it gets not funny. But yeah, man, you got you got Jonah Hill, you got Leo, you got uh, the the Punisher guy. I don't know John Berthal. John Berthal. You got um, his dad, whose name I can't remember. Oh um, fuck! I'm trying um, to remember too. Spinal Tap guy. Spinal Tap guy. Um, Spinal Tap guy. Um. Uh, shit. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, how are you forgetting Margot Robbie, bro? Um, bro, just give me a second. Um, <laughs> Margot Robbie is naked in it. That's awesome. Uh, she is. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. South Park made fun of this guy too. Damn it! What's his name? 
Rob Reiner. Yeah, Rob Reiner. Yeah, yeah. Mad Dude, Max. Rob Reiner is so good. I'm trying to think of uh, what else he's been in recently because I saw him in something that just came out. Anyway, uh, continue. I will. I will be sure to interrupt you when I have this. Yeah, I I normally hate voiceover movies. I think it's really annoying. But this one really works. This one really works for me. Yeah. They all they always get like fucking drugged up and shit. And just just the writing in it. Scorsese is just the the master of what he does, man. And you know, he he's like in the Mount Rushmore of great filmmakers. Yeah, you know, at you, this point. You got Scorsese, you got Nolan, Spielberg. you got Christopher Nolan, or I said that, um, you have Tarantino, and then you have Tommy Wiseau. Just the four masters <laughs> of their craft. <laughs> you fucker. You fucker. That's not what I... You know what? I, I can't even be mad. We, uh... At this point, we just watched the re-showing of The Room um, yesterday, on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's a testament It's a testament to his placement on that Mount Rushmore of directors. So, Tommy, if you're watching this, which honestly, you fucking might. I, I, I feel like... Shit, although that, that is also a very good contender for a favorite comedy. The, the Room? I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't you, know. You can, then you have your favorite. Yeah, then you got Borat. It's like, man, I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, dude. It's just it's hard to do favorites because I we have we've had this conversation plenty of times. But I saw a video one time of someone discussing their how like the phrase of like, oh, my favorite thing. It's a little it's a little constrictive in a way because. You know, our tastes are always changing. So unless you have something that is going to be number one no matter what because of memories or sentimental experiences or whatever. Like, my favorite album of all time is never going to change. David's favorite album of all time is never going to change. And it's like, it's one of those things that, you know, that's that's specific to us. But when it comes to movies, bless you, I feel like I, feel like I prefer the phrase that this, and I forget the, the creator's name on YouTube, but... They said, um, they said instead, try to use the phrase, my favorite right now. So right now, your favorite comedy could be Wolf of Wall Street because you're thinking about it and you're like, yeah, "Yeah, it's my favorite comedy right now. You know, it's just that. Um, Because then, like, it still holds the title of, this is my favorite thing, but it it releases the, the responsibility for it to stay there and... And then that becomes a weird thing because then you're like, oh, who's gonna who's gonna top it? Who's gonna topple the king? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's fucked up. Anyway, Rob Reiner was in. Um, I saw him in New Girl. He played he played Jess Jess's dad. That's what I remember his face from. But um, you yeah, man, son you remember- of a bitch! How are you still not watched Barry yet? Oh, I did. I started watching Barry. I can okay. only watch it at my parents' house because they. I don't remember our our formally hbo max login but uh i made it to episode five so i made it to the time skip okay um so i think i'm in the last couple episodes but um yeah yeah dude once once we once i finish barry we're gonna 
we're just, we're gonna have to talk about it because yeah, <clears throat> yeah, dude, it's it's been a long time coming. Indeed, but yeah, um, yeah, just so many great scenes. You have like, obvi- the, the obvious crown jewel is when he takes the quaaludes, the quaaludes. and he's like sc- crawling to his car and shit. That's it's great. Really, it's really good physical comedy. You got. Um, John Berthold just every time he speaks is just really good. Like, because <laughs> he has a mustache in this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just the uh, you know when he's in the uh, the backyard, he's like, "Yo, bring me a pair of your sister's panties next time." She's like, "Yeah, she doesn't want you talking to her anymore." He's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> just the what his line delivery is really really good. Um, yeah. It, it reminds yeah. me of that's just a really good sentence. The fuck out of here, because uh, Sam Jackson says it in Pulp Fiction too. Like, get the fuck out my face with that shit. <laughs> Every time there's, someone says yeah. it, it's really good. There's a there's a there's a sing songy like get the fuck out of here. There's like a the fuck out of here. There's a there's a cadence to it that it feels so fun to say. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, then, um, then you know, they're debating if a midget is, like, a real person. Just, like, just shit like that, you know, that just is really funny. Yeah. It's got... <laughs> it's got it's got a lot going for it. Um, I remember... Do you remember seeing it? Because this came out when we were in high school. It came out in 2013. We were juniors I, in high school, about to go into our senior year, because it was the summer of 2013, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember the first time I saw this movie, actually. Hmm. I remember the only thing that I took away from it other than Margot Robbie um, and falling in love with Australian women, which is not that was a face. But if there are any Australian fans who fancy me, then, you know, you got our YouTube. You can send us a message. And anyway, um, I remember there was a very short scene. I think it was only to establish the time period. But they played Everlong for a little bit, and yeah. it was like a, it was a, you know, not a dolly shot, but they were pulling out from a, a yacht, and they were playing Everlong, and I was, of course, listening to the Foo Fighters a lot at the time, and I remember having like a real life Wojak moment where I was like, Foo, Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters, they're they're playing the Foo Fighters, and um, dude, that was me with, um... oh my god. What's it called? You got it. The use your brain. The firefighter movie with the um, the firefighter movie. No, Foo Fighters. No, That's what's what this said. fucking guy? The one who's like Kim Kardashian. Uh, what's his fucking name? Ray J. No, the the dude. Kanye West. No, the other dude. That's like beefing with him. What's his fucking name? The the SNL guy. What the fuck's his name? Pete Davidson? Yeah, yeah, him. He was in a movie about, um, like, <laughs> I forget what it's called, but, which is really bad, because it was my favorite movie of that year. Um, oh, was it the the King of Staten Island? Yeah, yeah, that movie. Uh, they busted out a, a Explosions in the Sky song, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. shit, that's Explosions. That's awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, you, always, you, you love a good needle drop in a movie. I feel like this movie has a lot of good needle drops. Um... Also, for a Scorsese movie, I feel like it it doesn't overstay. It's like, a lot of people, especially with the Irishman, complain about 
It is very long. Holy shit. Yeah, the length of Scorsese movies. and um, I remember, because I think Wolf of Wall Street is also near three hours. Yeah. Because um, it, it's basically a biography. It's like a, it's a fictionalized biography of this guy, Jordan Belfort's life. And so it has to be a little bit longer. And I remember like sitting through it for the first time, you know, it speeds by, it speeds, it whizzes by. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It, I, I feel like the Wolf of Wall Street was the catalyst for a lot of dudes our age to like, that felt like one of the first, oh, I'm going to take this movie and, <clears throat> and base my entire personality around it, <laughs> you know? Cause it was like the, like to this day, you'll see people use gifts of the, I'm not fucking leaving scene. Yeah, um, Tom Holland used that. <laughs> Tom Holland used that. He, he did um, when they when they almost fired him for Spider Man, and he brought it back. Apparently, he was drunk on that call when uh, he called Kevin Feige and the Sony producers. <laughs> I guess he had been drinking, and he was like, "Guys, guys, we could work this out. We could, we could we could work <laughs> this out." You know, um, but uh, yeah, bro. Really good movie. Go watch it. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's. Don't be afraid of the length. Um, it is very funny, and everyone gives a really good performance. And Jonah Hill uses fake teeth. <laughs> so if you want to see him swallow a gold, you're gonna fish. mash whose fucking teeth in? <laughs> anyway, this um, is a gay oh, orgy. By the way, that what? <laughs> Excuse me. His uh, butler has a gay orgy in his place, and they steal money, and then they punch him and drop him off the roof. You know, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Spoilers, I guess. Um, by the way, uh, this is this is our car <laughs> for today. Um, this is a 2014. Focus on the car. Yeah. This is a 2014 Dodge Viper RT10. It's a very nice sports car. It's something that Jordan Belfort would probably drive. Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, not, it was in the 90s. But if the movie took place the year that it came out, this would be the car that he was driving. Probably. But anyway. Um, well, sweet, man. Yeah, go eat, go, go, go weech wall of Wee Street. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, speaking of shit that was more relevant when we were in high school, um, hey, do you remember, do you remember Portal? Remember the orange box? Do you remember we got to talk music first? (laughs) You were listening to a lot of Pink Floyd in high school, right? Of course I was. That's like, that's like one of the OG bands right there. Yeah. Pink, Pinky Floyd. What album are we talking about? Wish You Were Here is my eighth favorite album of all time. Ow, ow. I think we're at eight. I think we're at eight, too. Or yeah, well, because I did the last... Yeah, the last one I talked about was Golden Hour, which is number eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's the reason I started buying vinyl, because I really want to hear that one, because mm. it would be really good yeah. really sweet yeah and um yeah it's got shiny crazy diamond which of course the first half is an actual golden masterpiece second half yeah. has a few parts that's 
whatever, but still good. Which also inspired uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, by naming the main stand Crazy Diamond. It's my favorite JoJo's part. I can't. I can't let this opportunity slip through my fingers. But yes, yeah, the first the first half of Shine and Your Crazy Diamond is goaded, 100%. Um, then we have Welcome to Machine, which is a really cool sounding song because it really paints an image in your head about like a factory. It actually, it reminds me of um, Chemical Zone in Sonic. I don't know oh. why. But, but. Not the not the music, that... but the stage. Oh, I thought I don't even know if that was Chemical Zone, but no idea. But like, yeah, that's that's what I imagine in my head <laughs> mm. when I uh, listen to that song. Then we have Have a Cigar, which is just uh, a good old jam. Features yeah. some guy I don't know who it is, but uh, different vocalist. Everyone Foo Fighters just... did a cover of it on their album Medium Rare, it which did. is the actually that was the first time I ever heard that song, and then I found out it was a Pink Floyd cover, and I was like, <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. of course we have the title track, which I'm pretty sure is their most played song, and yeah, yeah. good old tribute song. It fits to any anyone or anything that you wish you could have again, and yeah, D- five tracks, goddamn all near masterpiece. Really, I don't know what else to say because I already talked about this damn album like a couple of times. It's just good, all right? Listen to it. It's Pink Floyd is one of those artists that I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say underrated because like Comfortably Numb and Wish You Were Here and all of these older acoustic dudes at open mics and shows and stuff, they're always playing one of those two songs and Dark Side of the Moon is probably one of the, like the most famous album cover of all time. Um, it's probably, it's like that Abbey road and like, I don't even know. I don't even know what else. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's pink Floyd is one of those artists that I feel like they're, they're never the first ones brought up in a conversation about like rock music in the seventies. Um, although I feel like, they always end up coming up eventually. They pioneered a lot of sounds that later bands would adopt and a lot of experimental. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of drugs were involved. Um, yeah. But because uh, it was the seven, it was the sixties, seventies. But there are so many artists now that, whether they admit it or not, owe a lot to Pink Floyd for their contribution to experimental rock songwriting especially for the time um i it's you know speaking of explosions i feel like explosions they must listen to and respect pink floyd a lot because there's a lot of there's a lot of pink floyd tracks that are straight up just instrumentals um like i'm thinking of a couple of tracks on the wall specifically and um a lot of like time from dark side which is not instrumental entirely but it's like you know there are so many songs that are dedicated to having whole sections that are that are without vocals and blah 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 so it's very cool also another brick in the wall is their number one song on spotify by at least um 
like a million and a half listens. Um, but I mean, at this point, like a million listens, you know, between like Chump a song change. that has, yeah. Chump change. <laughs> yeah. They, they, uh, I, I remember I didn't listen to Pink Floyd as much for a while. Like in high school, it was, it was, it was a little different because I was going through my classic rock phase. Um, in middle school, you and Lopez specifically inspired me slash peer pressured me to listen to a lot of hair metal and eighties metal. And I just kept going back from that because all of those guys, Metallica and Megadeth, and they all had their own influences and covers and stuff from songs before their time. And, um, remember when you were young, Shine on your grave. All right, all right. We don't want to get a copyright strike on this video on YouTube. I'll be fine. <laughs> You're singing it perfectly. <laughs> We're not going to be fine. Um, but yeah, so if you haven't heard any Pink Floyd albums, David, as the resident Pink Floyd expert, would you say that Wish You Were Here is the best album to introduce someone to a Pink Floyd to the Pink Floyd sound or do you think there's a better contender because I don't know if we're ever going to talk Pink Floyd on the channel again because I don't think they're putting out a new album right (laughs) until we get Josh on here Um, oh right see Dark Side is of course like the major classic but there's some weird shit which I guess you know on the run and Oh, dude, On the Run used to freak me out. Yeah, on, I, on I do not like listening to On the Run. Oh, oh, by itself, it's like, that's like the weird side. Because Wish You Here doesn't have any weird thing on it. It's just yeah. all really good. Although every other album has at least a little bit of weird shit. Maybe not Animals. Animals, I think, is fine. Yeah. But I would say yes. And if you see the 12 minute tracks and say twelve minutes long. I say shut the hell up and listen to it with yeah, the, dude. Well, the best sound possible. Because when you hear that organ come in and those four guitar notes, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It could be like an hour long. You will be invested the entire time. Cause it is Fantastic. Woo! And that's yeah. why it's better than 99% of the shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It's good stuff. That's why it's number eight. Number eight. Yeah, dude. I You know what's wild to believe is Pink Floyd had one, two, three, four. Would you consider Amagama a studio album? It is, but it's fucking dog shit. Anyone... Who says otherwise is wrong. That is objectively a terrible album. I had some motherfucker come to me and say, I disregard any list that um a matter uh a momentary lapse of reason isn't a last. Eat my fucking balls, dude. Uma Guma is absolute trash. And that is the only album that deserves the last place. Fucking dumbass. Did you know that Pink Floyd had eight studio albums before Dark Side came out? 
Yeah, they did. Yeah. Which is fucking bananas. So any bands or artists out there that are like, oh, my first release has to be the biggest release, whatever. No, man. Just keep doing it. Pink Floyd kept doing it. They kept doing it for like eight albums, which, okay, so Dark Side was 73, and then Piper at the Gates of Dawn was 67. Okay, well, uh, I guess this was before the time. This is before the time where artists went on tour fucking yeah, all the time. Yeah, when they were just crank out an album every goddamn year, sometimes two. It's bananas. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just just keep doing the thing. I, I feel like I feel like Pink Floyd is a good example of if you don't give up, you'll find success eventually. But if you keep going and you just keep writing. Isn't that success in and of itself? Mm-hmm. It's different for everybody. But uh, oh, thank you, thank you, David. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I borrow some of those? Mhm. Mhm. Got them too. Marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I fucking love SpongeBob so much. Um, yeah, so go listen to Wish You Were Here, form your own opinion. I'm stealing that phrase from Karsten Runquist. I mention him all the fucking time. I, this may as well be a Karsten Runquist fan podcast, at least on my end. I don't know who the hell that is. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um, anyway. But yeah, man, listen to, listen to Wish You Were Here, um, and... Give give Pink Floyd a shot and give experimental seventies and sixties rock music a shot because you might find something that you that you really like and resonate with. And you know what? If you if you could if you could believe, sometimes people that were on a lot of drugs fifty years before, uh, before like to now you know fifty years ago. Sometimes they wrote the most introspective uh, stuff that you can relate. To. I don't know. I that was supposed to be inspirational. That was mm-hmm. anyway. Um, yeah, you know this year is stacked, but you yeah. know what was even more stacked? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. With will go down in history as one of the best years for entertainment ever not only did you get bioshock mm, boom call of duty 4 boom and which is debatable that people shit on call of duty a lot but 4 that's actually a really good game yeah you had fucking halo, halo 3, 3 in 2007 um didn't you have when did gears 2 come out was that 2008 that was... oh dude you had guitar hero 3 legends of rock God damn. You had Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, Super Mario Galaxy, Wii Sports, uh, Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Time and Darkness, New Super Mario Bros, Phantom Hourglass. Dude, we could we could go on and on, but we also had the orange box. The orange which, box. Which of course I remember that thing like happening, but I didn't, I didn't touch Valve until probably only like five years ago. Same. Because I was approaching, because I have a list, like I have a lot of lists of all the games I've beaten, and I was at um, I was at 98, and I was like, ooh, I'm getting close to 100. 
what should 100 be? I was like, mm-hmm. it's got to be Half-Life 2. That's got to be my 100th game because it's a massive thing. So I yeah. played the first one as 99. So Half-Life 1 was the first Valve game I played. Right? And then I went to yeah. Half-Life 2, which is 100. Yeah. And then I found Portal. And this motherfucker is just... It's really, really good. Like, there's there's two of them. Uh, I probably, like... I do like the Portal 2 more, actually. So, uh, mm. this is just the backstory to uh, the first Portal, right? Yeah. And, because this thing... You play it once, and then... Then you kind of know what to do. I, I played it a second time, and I finished it in, like, 80 minutes. So, mm. which, I mean, it's not, like, a speedrun time or anything, but, like, you know, beating a game in 80 minutes is not bad. No. And then we got Portal 2. And this motherfucking game is the GOAT puzzle game of all time. I haven't played all of them, but... None of them are going to beat Portal 2. Talos Principle 2 has a chance. That's the new one coming out. First one was pretty good, but I doubt it's going to beat Portal 2. Because um, you have Wheatley, actually like a fantastic character. Really, really well voiced. So uh, you got GLaDOS, of course, returning. And yeah. then and then you got the gels. The gels is what really makes this game a lot of fun who are the gels because you got the blue one that makes you bounce you got the orange one that makes you go fast and you got mm-hmm. the white one that you get after you watch the wolf of wall street scene where margot robbie gets uh naked <laughs> uh-huh which you can then shoot at a wall to make a, a, a portable because you can't you can't throw them anywhere there are some walls that you cannot do it on so you throw the white one on there and then you can't yeah uh, it also has co-op. Talk- it has a whole like uh, oh, that's right. co-op story that you can play with someone else as robot and robot. Yeah. Robot on robot action, baby. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's yeah. much longer than the first game. You cannot beat this one in 80 minutes unless you like hack it or whatever. Speed run, <laughs> whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. I would say Portal... And Portal 2 belong on the list of best puzzle games of all time. I think... Because let's think about puzzle games. Crossword. Uh, Sudoku. Uh, Portal. Um, Pachinko. That's not really a... It's not really a puzzle game. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking like, about? I, I feel... Yeah. Real games, you, you got like Little Nightmares was one like more recently. Mm. Uh... Like I mentioned, Tal's principle, which is entirely inspired by Portal. And I feel like more games have puzzles as part of their gameplay. Like puzzles are usually just, and this has been the case for a really long time. Yeah, like Resident games. Evil or like Zelda. Yeah, you know. I feel like puzzles are just part of the package, but it's not the whole game. You know, um, whereas Portal, it is. It is the entire game, and it's like it's refreshing. The same way that sometimes it can be really refreshing to have a movie that's just straight up a comedy, you know? Like, when was the last time you saw, like, a Hollywood big-budget comedy come out? Yeah. Like, other than the one with Jennifer Lawrence that came out this weekend. Like, that's the first time in a really long time that I've seen a straight-up comedy get released in theaters. Because it's like every movie has comedy now. 
Like every movie has a little bit of comedy, like a little bit of levity. Um, every game has a little bit of puzzle solving and every album has uh, a little, has a little, uh, every album has a producer. So, you know, you can't get away from it. Produ- producers these days. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've never played any of the Portal games. I am ashamed. I might. Oh, DK Media Music just released a, a video called All 12 Van Halen Albums Ranked. Yeah, that's what I was doing right before we shot this. So I'm exhausted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to have to watch this after. I'm going to have to watch that after this episode. But, um,. I've never, I've never played, I've never played Portal. I've never been a, I've never been a, a, um, who's the developer? Valve. Valve. I almost said Gearbox, but that's, um, that's Borderlands. Um, yeah, I, I was never a big Valve guy until Left 4 Dead. And then once Left 4 Dead came out and put Valve on my radar, I only discovered Portal after the fact. But at that point I was like, I'm not going to buy I'm gonna buy a, a fucking puzzle game, and now I regret it because I missed I missed out on being part of one of the biggest years in gaming and also one of the biggest puzzle games of all time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 one of those that I, I feel like it was part of meme culture for a while. Like it kind of took the spot that Undertale did for a really long time. Stop making faces like that. Because when I look at my camera and then I look back and I see you making a face, I think you're getting possessed or some <laughs> shit. David? David, no! David, no! Was that too loud for you? No. 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 So, if you had to pick one to play, would you would you recommend Portal 2? Yeah, but if like you had to I tell said, people to play one, one is very short. Like you can blast ass through that game. Like there's only like I think eighteen rooms. That's it. And you you don't even like finish the last one because it devolves after that mm. into like a whole other thing. But yeah, like I said, you you could really blast ass through the first one, and then yeah, two will take you a bit, but blast it's fun ass. because Wheatley is amazing. And just mm. get the get the goddamn companion cube thing on the Switch. Get them both. Oh, that's right. Well, because what else is in that one? Is it just the first two games? It's just those two, yeah. Companion cube. Yeah, I'll fucking I'll do that. I'll fucking do that. It's a Why good, not? You can have a good time. You can have a bad time. Anything can happen when you're in a room. <laughs> that's why it's called the room. Oh, I never picked up on that. Wow. All these years later and the room is still <laughs> still affecting my life. Dude, well, anyway. I think it's going to be like my eighth time or something seeing it. in the, in the Not in the theater, like just overall. I have only ever seen it once or twice. I have not seen it very many times. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I obviously we have obviously we have something else on our brains right now. Um but um before we before we close today, I want to go down this list cuz I'm on the Wikipedia page for 2007 in video games. Um and I just want to do a brief rundown of 
all of the fucking games that came out in 2007. Bear in mind, we were in like seventh grade. We were, or no, we were in sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade, because we were about to, we were about to go into middle school. Um, Imagine our tiny, tiny little, tiny little, like 13 year old brains seeing, opening up EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, and seeing all of these, all of these titles pop up. You got fucking... Wii Sports, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, Halo 3, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, uh, Super Mario Galaxy, Mario Party 8, uh, New Super Mario Bros, Mario Party DS, um, Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass, Diddy Kong Racing, um, Bioshock, The Orange Box, uh, God of War 2, Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock, Spider-Man 3, um, back when they still made movie tie-in games. Um, you have, um, oh, let's see. Yeah. Pokemon battle revolution, crackdown, Bioshock. Uh, dude, do you remember crackdown? Yeah. The Simpsons game, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed came out in 2007. Um, let's see. Cooking mama, (laughs) Sonic rush. Uh, uh, Resistance Fall of Man on PS3. I know a lot of people like the online play for that. Um, Uncharted Drake's Fortune um, came out Damn. in 2007. Uh, the first Uncharted game. Um, Sonic Rivals. Uh, Twilight Princess came out on the Wii. Well, in 2006. Um, I think it was just a port in 2007. Uh, Gears of War came out uh, in 2006, but that was just about 2007. Um, yeah, dude. Resident Evil 4 on the Wii came out. And so, like, all of these all of these games... Oh, and then also Mass Effect. Mass Effect dropped November 20th, 2007. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I, I don't think we're ever going to get a year as stacked as 2007 in gaming for a very long time but you know oh dude we also got um we also got el tigre the <laughs> the adventures of manny rivera in 2007 what the hell so take that gaming industry yeah we just went there all we get now are broken ass games yeah unfinished Fucking oh, also Spectrobes. Ah, oh, dude, I loved Spectrobes, and the and Drake and Josh came out on March fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> we got the fucking Drake and Josh game came out on Game Boy Advanced, uh, Nintendo GameCube, Nintendo DS, PS2, PS3, Wii, Xbox, and Xbox 360. Who's that many? I've never, I've never actually even seen this. I don't even. I knew it was on Game Boy. I didn't know it was on all that shit. Wait, hold on. Because when you go to the page, it says just Game Boy. But then before, like on, in, on the previous page on systems, on GameSphere, yeah, it just says, it says all of those systems. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just, man. It just says GBA. So Wikipedia lied to me? I don't think it's actually on all that shit. 
So yeah. There's no way it's yeah. So anyway. Um what else what else can we say? David, good good picks, buddy. Um I'm glad we're both wearing white shirts today. We love Indeed. Uh solidarity. You always have one on DS Drinking Josh Talent Showdown. Talent Showdown. Oh, that is Dude, that- miserable to look at. <laughs> it's it's like a it's, oh. it's like a ripoff of Guitar Hero. I do see it. I also love that the the <laughs> and we'll we'll throw these up on screen. <laughs> the cover arts for both games look the almost the exact same. Um Drake and Josh win the infamous talent show American Talent Teen to, uh, whoa, Teen American Talent by avoiding sabotages from other contestants and by perfecting their music. The game allows the player to interact with characters from the TV show including Drake, Josh, and Megan. Nintendo Gamer called it an awful mess of a game. Sure looks like it. <laughs> Calling someone an awful mess, that's got to be that's got to be dehumanizing. Anyway, anyway, thanks for listening folks. Uh all of our to all of our all of our lovely passengers, we hope you had a fantastic drive. Um my name is Nick Scarpinato. I'm also Beetle still. Okay. Okay. And uh, this is this is this has been the too bad we didn't get into cars podcast um and we will see you in the next one potentially breaking down some more of my favorite movies games and albums for now uh but until then stay safe look both ways before you cross the street and um uh-huh. I I I froze for a second. That's why you freeze. That's why you couldn't. uh, Chill out. Rest in power, King. Chill out, card boy.